You are now listening to the High Def Performance Podcast, hosted by Mitch Harb and Zach Smith. Uh, how's my levels? Talk again. Sorry for everybody out there that's been... Uh, I think you're solid. Listen to me yell into a mic from a few inches away from my mouth. I was just trying to fall after Mitch, but <laughs> apparently I'm the type of podcast guy that has to be at least one fist away, if not a fist and a half. Yeah, I think it sounds better that way. Then I come out more even. We used to have those little screens on these things. No more, dude. Yeah, you know. It just works cool because you can just look like you're about to sing a Bon Jovi song or something. <laughs> uh, So... The one one thing that I wanted to bring up because I didn't really get it. Did you see that Peloton ad? I've seen a lot of Peloton ads. What was the ad? So an ad came out for the holidays. It dropped their valuation nine hundred fifty million dollars. Holy shit! I haven't seen that ad. I don't think. Yeah, dude. I was. I watched it and like basically they're saying it offended people and. Nine hundred and fifty million dollar. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if the ad company, because you know it's not Peloton. <laughs> I was like, who made it? it Gary V, you fucked this up. <laughs> the uh, they say it's unsettling and creepy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm gonna have to like check it out. No, I'll, I'll pull stock drop nine point one two percent. On December third, to close at thirty three forty eight a share, down three dollars and thirty six cents a share. Jeez. Pull it up, or I'll pull it up. I literally, I was like, I think this is it right here with the chick. It looks like it's gonna start out in her know. house. Probably. What was so? What did they say was so creepy about it? So, did you watch the ad? Yeah. People said that. It was offensive because his wife was already in shape and his her husband got her a bike. Like, mm. she doesn't need to lose weight. And I was just like, <clears throat> I don't know. I was just like, what is so... Oh, your husband bought you an expensive-ass bike. People like Peloton. Yeah, and, but oh, then... Is, that wasn't the real ad. Are you they, watching it? Uh, I got it. Let's see it. Yeah, here's the thing about that, though. Like, you don't have to be in shape to want to work out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you see there? I don't I mean, peop, dude, people can read into anything. I don't want to go into the, the whole the whole thing about that because I don't want to say something like step like step <laughs> myself about that, like about this or about the uh, – like I was, I was just thinking like in the media, you could basically twist anything to fit your narrative right? and to fit like, Oh, he got his wife uh, a thing to get in shape. I'm like, she's fat. My wife is in really good shape. If and you got her a Peloton bike, she'd be happy. She would be super happy or a Peloton treadmill. Like one of those things that like, so she could work out and do it at home. And it's not because I want her to lose weight, but because I want her to be happy about her fitness level and she enjoys doing that yeah so it's like you, I w- 
you can't just read into it like what you want to read into it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, my husband got me this treadmill because he wants me to lose weight. Maybe he wanted to give you that treadmill because he wanted to improve your confidence in yourself. So that, or like you've been saying you, you want to work out. So he got you something that was Helps a you. way to work out. You know, so it's like yeah. to me, I think you could twist anything into any way. Now, some of it seems worse. Like the the one I was going to bring up was that was that 49ers uh, announcer oh. that got that got. Well, that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but I understand. Actually, what, I didn't really. Like I, under, I understand what he was stating. Once I actually heard what he said, I was like, I understood. It, it's obviously, it's not. It's not, there's no place for it. it. Doesn't you don't need to compare. But people are like, oh, he's belittling Lamar Jackson's talent because of his color of skin. He's like, well, he's not really. He's just he's making a bad point. Right. But it's he's not like trying to degrade Lamar Jackson. But I also look at it from this perspective too. I was thinking about it this morning. And I was like, you know, I'm not black so i don't know right. how that feels to be on the other side so you know like i always try to save my judgments for either side of like hey i'm not going to go and it's really easy to jump and call the guy racist or it's like that's you're not really a, easy or it's like you're not a woman so like we're not women so i don't know that that ad like exactly so yeah. that could have really offended a lot of people and who am i to say did. that it should be offensive all i can say is that yeah. is not offensive to me right that, but like if I say what the 49ers guy said uh, is not offensive to me, that's not because I'm racist. Right. Like I'm not because I'm not. But it's like it's not offensive to me. But I also think about it now. I'm like a lot more empathetic. And I know that situations are a lot more nuanced than right. like it's really black and white to most people. Like it's really easy when someone does something that appears a certain way to just write it off and go, oh, that guy's just racist. But it's like, well, he's probably not. Right. He's probably a nice guy, and he probably didn't really didn't mean to come off the way he did. He just talks for a living all the time. So eventually, you're gonna say something that, or you're offends, just looking for something. Yeah. To say. Or something's gonna offend, like something's gonna offend somebody. Right. And it, you know, it's just like you could spin it however you want, but you could also give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you can jump to like, oh, that guy should be fired from his job and never allowed back on the air. Or you could be a, an empathetic person and say, hey, man, like maybe this guy really just messed up and made a mistake. I mean. People say things to people all the time that they don't mean. And they people say, I think people say things just in casual conversation all the time that they don't actually mean. They just don't think about how it sounds when it comes out. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to interpret the exact same sentence. Right. And that's why like texting or emailing is so dangerous because like you don't have the context and you don't have like the expression expression and body language and like how it was said. Right. And so like, you know, you, it's just an interesting thought is like, it's very nerve wracking and like being on podcasts now and having done a lot of episodes and doing a lot of video, it's always like, do you don't want to offend anyone? And you don't, you know, like sometimes I'll say something that's wrong or something, not like in a bad way, but like information that's wrong. Like, Hey, I said this thing about this exercise, but that's actually incorrect. Well, like people will try to sling you on it. You know, like yeah. that one time I did that kettlebell swing video, oh, like yeah. people, people want to jump on you right away. It's like, yeah. okay, maybe. And then she like act like I was personally attacking kettlebell instructors and that, you know, like. I'm all the problem that's wrong with like the exercise. And I'm like, really, honestly, I was just trying to put that information out to get people moving. Like right. my intentions were good. You just read into it from your own personal context. And that's, right. that's at the end of the day, that's your problem. Yeah. So 
Yeah, and I think also what goes into that is that people get jaded from other things going on that little things like that, you know, because... That's the context thing. Yeah. Because, like, 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 ten, like, keep going with what you're going to say. I don't. Well, like, with her, I remember that. She's like, I just see so many people doing dumb, you know, things with the kettlebell. And that put set her at this bar mm-hmm. where that anything... That was remotely close to her is, perceiving as dumb. Yeah. yeah, is going to set her off. Whereas, like, also with the... You know, the football thing, obviously, like, people are on edge about that type of stuff. So, yeah. the second you say anything about that, it's going to, it's going to, you know, trigger some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think people do that with everything. Like, you know, it's like, it's all summative. Even, like, a, a cop in L.A. could do something and a cop could do New York and New York could do something. And they could be separate and small but people want to say, okay, they're both cops, so let's put them in the same bucket. Now cops right. everywhere are doing this, where really yeah. you're like, well, cops in LA are doing this and cops in New York are doing this, but if you're a cop in Seattle, you don't deserve that same, right. you know, because you're a completely different precinct. You're managed a different way. You have different rules and laws that you need to try to try to abide by and, and enforce, and maybe you have different styles of, of, of how you structure things. Because, like, I was like, for example, I was watching a uh, documentary last night on, it's called like Ernie and someone that it's on HBO. And it was like, uh, they're like crisis cops. And they're like the coolest cop. I mean, they roll in, they don't, they, they really don't even wear bulletproof vests most of the time. They're wearing like polos, some jeans, and they roll up and like diffuse these like crazy situations where people have, like are threatened to kill themselves or jump off bridges yeah. instead of going in there and rolling the heart, you know, like the, but I'm like, man, if we could just see more of this kind of stuff, we could right. not have that like sum up like people in one big category like that. Right. But I think, yeah, people get people get triggered and people get sensitive over like a lot of little things happening over time. And yeah. I saw a guy talking about microaggressions. I'm like, yeah, there are microaggressions. But he's like, microaggressions by white people. I'm like, well, like it's really hard to add up like every white person doing everything you know i don't know there's a lot (laughs) yeah i mean like i don't know i just wish the world wasn't so divisive yeah and i also wish i knew somebody's real like intentions behind it right because i don't want to defend the guy if he is like a real racist you know that's where you always get nervous like oh shit and then some other stuff comes out like oh he actually was racist and you were defending him but what is the whole like what is our whole like system based on it's like innocent until proven guilty type mm-hmm. of thing right so it's like but it never works like that in many cases right it's like i would say like 95 percent of the time it doesn't work like that right it's like no this guy's you a racist the worst. you're, you're like oh <laughs> you assume the worst and then that guy's got to go try to start digging out a bunch of reasons why he's not racist and right. then everyone's gonna go oh that makes you even more racist because you're trying to find reasons to tell people that you're not racist this just becomes like a right. like impossible winning situation or even like uh, like that when Kevin Hart you know he couldn't speak of the Oscars because he said that tweet like 10 years ago about mm-hmm. someone being gay or his kid something about his kid being gay yeah yeah and it was like number one like he, you're, you're now saying that he's guilty mm-hmm. as being a homophobe just because he said one thing. Yeah. Number two, it's like, are people not ever allowed to like get better? Yeah, for sure. You know, like improve. Oh, dude, if I was judged off, oh. and, and I, if I was judged off everything that I did and said, 
when I was in my teens or like 10 years ago, you, you know, I, it would be a, I would have a rough life. Dude, I was thinking about, it. we used like everything was gay. Yeah. Back then, you called everything gay. I know. And, <laughs> and, they, and now I don't ever do it. I never like, say I that. I never say it. But like, I think it wasn't, I mean, it's just like there's older generations where they say things that are very off color now. And you're like, whoa, that, you why did that. you say it? And then, but you, so it's like, if you adapt yeah, and you learn from it and you move with it, like it'd be a different thing if you were still saying that, right? if you were still describing everything that you didn't like as gay, yeah, that would be a different thing. Cause now you're like, you're not accepting the new norm. Mm-hmm. You're just going, no, this is how it was before. And I want to do it. Yeah. Even though the new norm is like, that's derogatory. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's just a, it's just an interesting thing. So I think, yeah, if you, if you're evolving with the times and you're trying to make changes, you're like, Oh damn, like I can't believe I used to do that all the time. Right. Say that. Um, Cause now when I hear someone say that, I'm like, like whoa, whoa. It like kind of sparks my, yeah. like, puts my antenna up. Like, whoa, what's this guy you know, firing off dude yeah, what's he trying yeah. to do here yeah. uh, but before yeah it was like the norm and it was also the norm for the area that we were like grew up and were living in right. but now I'm like no that's not not a cool thing to do so yeah as I think like hopefully especially with social media I think we're going to get better at that as time goes on is like not judging people off of something that happened 10 years ago right. because nowadays every kid's got everything they do on social media so people are like, oh yeah, you know, um, you can't uh, you can't put that stuff on Facebook. Jobs are going to look at it, and I think jobs are going to look at it. But eventually, it's going to set the new norm where everyone's put something bad on Facebook at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. So people are going to start being more forgiving of it. Right. I mean, that's that's like Gary Vee's thesis. Is like right now, it's it seems bad because it's like you can't do anything without yeah. getting scrutinized. But eventually, it's just going to be this common. Where everyone already knows that everyone on Twitter said something dumb yeah. at some time and people were Everyone forgiven. got drunk one time and there was a picture of it. Like, yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. We get it. Exactly, because uh, it's the new norm. Now, it's like more of like a gotcha culture right now. It's like, oh. It is. Gotcha, gotcha Peloton. Yeah. You did something kind of that I can weave into this narrative. Yeah. And it, it's just crazy that something like that could have such a big effect. Yeah. Just glad we're not famous enough to start getting our words twisted around, dude. Yeah. Have to go search that Twitter, dude. <laughs> oh, someone's got the whole archive saved somewhere. Yeah. Just waiting for us to pop, dude. That's what I always wonder about, man. I'm like, there are literally times where somebody will tweet something. It'll be up for three minutes. It'll be gone. Yeah. And someone, 10,000 people screen capture it. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, who the is just sitting around just like screen capturing people's tweets because they know they're going to delete them because they want to also then they want to get some fame they want the god it's the gotcha thing man they want to be the famous person that was like told you peloton was it was a bunch of racist here's the thing you know or not racist sorry a bunch of sexist here's the thing it's yeah it's just weird but i also go back and forth because i'm like as far as like offending people and not offending people. I mean, I don't think, you know, you should sit like you have to have morals and things like that. But at the end of the day, like like you said, you're not going to sh- if you buy your wife a Peloton, are you going to be like I can't show anyone because that might offend other women out there. Like I'm not going to hide everything in my life just because 
it could offend people, you know, and and I think you got to find that that line because, like you said, people could spin everything that you do. Yeah, like I'm not gonna not show myself eating a burger because it's gonna offend someone who doesn't agree with that. Like, I yeah. just I can't can't live your life by like trying to please everybody. Cause walking you'll never, on eggshells. Yeah, because you'll never please. You everybody. never will. Yeah, like they'll find a way. Yeah. So, yeah, and then when you don't post things, it's like what are you hiding? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, no, and I was, I mean, on that podcast, that reminded me of it with uh, Max Tuning. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, you can't win. Like, you post this and then you apologize for it. They get mad at you for trying to apologize. They think you're just putting on a front and then you yeah. don't apologize for it. They get mad for you for not apologizing for it. So, you like, you just can't well, win in any camp, you know? Yeah. And it was interesting what he was talking about, too, is like the adjustment of social media, how he got fired from that job for having a YouTube video that had a brief clip of yeah. him in his office. Where it's like, now it's like, that's... They're all on social media. Yeah, and people want, like, we went and did that talk at that company. They're like, hey, can we share your picture on social media? You know, it's like, yeah. people want to be doing that stuff. But it has to become the new norm. Right. And a certain amount of people have to accept it within that ecosystem. And especially the management has to accept it. Yeah. You know, once the people of our generation become all the managers of these big companies... There's going to be a lot less like, like I think about like once the CEO of a major company and all of the managers under that are like from our age, right. they're like, they aren't going to be the ones judging people when they're hiring them for saying some dumb shit on Twitter. Cause we I probably said did, our yeah. generation probably, they said the dumbest shit because we didn't realize that would come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Now people at least have the benefit of the doubt where they have some case studies of like, damn, this person was fired. This person got like, had to resign from like a huge position because of a tweet. Yeah. It's like, I remember probably five years ago, people were like, <laughs> My boss is never gonna look at my Facebook, and now I know I know a few people that have posted about getting fired from oh, like me talking shit about their workplace. Oh, I know a few that have like gotten fired from from taking pictures at their work. Yeah, and that was one reason I never like because I always thought like, oh, you know, I want to show people m more of my life. Yeah, but it was always a common rule like you will get fired if you are seen on campus in a picture at all. And I was like, man, I'm not, not yeah. risking that. Yeah. Which is so interesting still, but like, obviously the company that you worked for was like a little bit more like old school hierarchy mm. of, of how things were done. And yeah. obviously these new school, like start startups, that's not the culture at all. No. And one thing, uh, I heard Aubrey Marcus say it, it stuck with me. He's like, society is always going to be slower than the truth. Yeah. So it's like, we might all know, that it's not a big deal, you know, nothing is going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, with social media, but like it takes time for everyone for it to become the norm. Mm -hmm. It might be true, but it takes time for it to become the norm. Yeah. And those like leading edge people are the ones that are on the, the leading edge or the ones that are kind of following the, that line of truth, but, um, they're not being accepted for it widely. Right. You yeah. know, hundred percent. That's a, it's an interesting, it's definitely an interesting, it's going to be cool to see how things transition. I think, more than ever, your social media is going to be more of like a, like a resume tool, you know, like, Hey, you know, you can figure out all about me. You don't even need to really interview me that deep. Cause you can go back and just freaking read through my social media. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I used to go back and forth with like make, obviously I don't make any of my social media private now because I'm like, Hey, like I'm using it mostly for business. Yeah. Um, but I used to like, eh, should I make it private? Should I not make it private? It's like, Maybe someday we'll just 
all be comfortable enough to just share our stuff out there. I understand people's need for privacy and want for privacy, but that's one of the things that I think is really going to change in the next 25 years is like people that grew up without social media are much more protective of their privacy than kids are right. that are growing up with it. And who knows, maybe it'll make a radical change back the other way where people are like, dude, I want to go back to the old days of privacy. Who knows? I just, I think it's funny when people are private on these accounts. I'm like, like you post or something, you know, like, what are you even posting that you don't want people to see? Like, it's like people with like a hundred followers that are private <laughs> account. And I was like, what are you trying to hide? And, and people think that someone's going to somehow like insert something into your profile. Like, you know, like <laughs> people, I think people think that, but I think, I think social media has helped me in that same aspect of like, I don't want to have anything to hide from people. And I think like other people shouldn't like that. Like Gary Vee always talks about that. That's one of the keys to happiness is not having these secrets that you're afraid of people knowing. Yeah. Like it's just like let put, people put, know your put, weaknesses. Yeah. Put your worst stuff out there. And it's like the, uh, what's that? The, uh, Eminem eight mile strategy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's real though. And that's why I'm like, you know, cause it's like, Oh, I don't want people to, um, see me act in this way. It's like, then don't act that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Or, or be okay. Yeah. With people seeing it. Be what you, be what you are yeah. on social media and in real life. hundred percent. But there's a lot of people who are trying to put on this fake social media, like appearance. Yeah. And they're altering their brand image. It's like, mm -hmm. I think of social media less as like, I call it my personal brand, but I'm not like trying to edit my brand. Right. Like I'm not sure. I'm just giving you me. Right. So it branding might be kind of a strong word for what I'm doing. Right. But I know a lot of people that are like using their social media just as like purely as branding. And they're like trying to make their life look the coolest as possible, but really 90% of it, they're sitting on their couch. Well, scrolling and, Instagram. And that was one of the reasons that I stopped, you know, like, Parting so hard was because I was like, this isn't the image. I don't want to hide it, number one. And it's also not really the image that I want to be. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to be the guy who's like, yeah. Oh, so you're back at the club? Yeah. Oh, you're there? You're closing that place down? This is like the 10th weekend in a row. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And, and also, it's like, I also think about like, what are the things that you don't want people to know? Like I said. Either you don't do them or you get better at letting people know. And after that, like life, life is just easier. Yeah. It's like, or you figure out why sure. you're embarrassed of something. And you don't need to necessarily put it out there for people like in my mind necessarily, but you've got to figure out why you're embarrassed of a behavior. Right. Is it like a normal behavior that like, you're like, Oh, it's just like would look at, nerdy or something or like right. what is it like actually truly bad then yeah you should audit why you're nervous for people to find out about that exactly and then figure that out and put it out there yeah. or f figure it out within yourself yeah uh another thing i wanted to bring up was it's i just i heard did you listen to that do you still listen to tom billy's podcast not as much anymore as but much. i revisit it he's most recent one, I think, was with this, like, British chick. You didn't hear that one? What's your name? She's, like, a, thera a therapist. 
I might. He doesn't post that often, so I might have seen that. Uh, but basically, she just was talking about how, uh, like her big thing was, like, what you tell yourself is is what's real. So she's like, you know, if you hypnotherapist say, Marissa Peer. Yeah, I didn't listen to that one. Yeah, so she was just saying, like, you know, in in the UK, they're not allowed to diagnose people with like, you have 10 weeks to live because that is what people start believing. So they just say, uh, you know, you have this issue. We're going to do our best. You might make it or you might not. And her, she's just talking about how powerful the mind is and what you believe comes true and things like that. And then, you know, like that Trevor Moad guy was talking a lot about that, how you talk to yourself, things like that. And I just think it's, and like I thought it was really interesting that story about how that guy froze to death. I just had that in my head, man. And I'm just like that like what else do we need? Like I'm well, not they saying, have they have studies where they'll they'll have someone like sniff a handkerchief and tell them that it's got like flu, cold and flu virus in it and then they'll like get, get a the they'll cold. get a they'll get a fever, they'll start like having like body aches and like stuff, you know, and like that handkerchief had nothing in it. And they're like Oh, okay. I guess yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Dude, I, I 100% believe it. And, and it's like placebo, man. We yeah. know that in most things, like I think placebo accounts for like 40 or 50% of the effect of something. Right. We know that it works. We know that placebo works. Dude, and that's why they, I always hate that argument where people are like, well, and I've made it placebo. before. It's like, or if they're like, yeah, well, placebo, at least it's placebo. It gets them to feel better. I'm like, yeah, you have to have placebo plus something else. Because yeah. you can give them anything and have it placebo work. Like, But haven't they, haven't they like healed injuries? I swear they've done like a surgery where they're like one surgery, they actually didn't do anything. And then the other one, they that's did. how they do double blind studies. Yeah. That's how they do double blind studies. They and it will, actually healed. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't believe that everything you think is going to happen. Right. Like I think there's plenty of things and, and everything you tell yourself is going to happen. Like you're probably not going to just cure cancer with your mind. Right. Like maybe your mind isn't that powerful. Plus who, things. who knows though? Mind plus things like you yeah. said. But I also don't know why you wouldn't take the shot in believing. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, what is the harm in, like, telling yourself these things? Positive like, mindset. and There's, yeah. like, what is the drawback? Well, you talk about, like, centenarians, people who live over 100 years old. Like, almost every one of them reports, like, extreme happiness throughout their entire life. So it's like... And I assume that comes with positivity and yeah. optimism. You know, if you're happy, you're usually optimistic. You usually, you know, so all that kind of ties together. And then you're like, okay, well, that's like a healthy benefit. Maybe they're like, just believe that they're going to live a long time. They believe, you know, they believe they're going to feel it, good. And so it's they felt good. And it's like also like when you have that optimistic mindset, I feel like literally you and I could have the same exact day. We did the same exact things, but if you're optimistic and I'm pessimistic, the same good things happen to me, but I didn't even see them. Yeah. And, and therefore I had a shitty day. You had a great day. And then you catastrophize that and it rolls downhill. It's like chicken or the egg. Like are people who are always sick, injured and like broke, are they, I would argue they probably started already pessimistic and uh and negative 
right. then things started happening to them and it snowballed. So yeah, yeah you know, they maybe they've had some bad luck, but they, they now, because they have a pessimistic and negative attitude, they didn't do anything to turn it around. Or like, if I have a couple things go wrong with me, my instant thought is like, dang, those are a couple unlucky things. I must have done something to for this to happen. What can I do now to get the ball rolling the other way and right. kind of change my luck? Right. And then what do you know? Things start to turn around for me. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't do this, this, and this. Take account of my behavior and then actually make a change for the positive. And then all of a sudden I'm rolling in the right direction and you get on win streak. Yeah. I always think that like when, when like one thing bad happens, another thing, I'm like, shit, I suck. But the best part about it is I know it's going to get better. You know, so exactly I'm like, I'm like oh, something cool is going to happen now. It's a hundred percent about mindset, man. So how would you suggest someone get started? Like, I think, I don't know if it's natural or not, but you and I just kind of think that way. You have no, you can change it hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't think Eliza will, will care about me talking about it, but like she used to have more of the like uh, negative uh, mindset, kind of like a fixed mindset. And she talks about how she's completely changed hers around just by listening to the podcast. And she almost exclusively listens to uh Tom and Lisa Bilyeu and you know she listens to guys like Ed Milet and yeah. people like that because they always bring on positive people and they have a really positive attitude yeah. and like it's changed her complete outlook on how things function and operate and it's it is it's an active thing though it's like and it's not like you're just going to get it and then you have it and you don't have to do anything to maintain it like you've got to keep on always working towards it so she's always like she'll say something and then like correct herself. Go, nope, that was not a good thing to say. Yeah. This is what I should have said. And then yeah. she'll say it again out loud the right way. And like that's created those, changed those, those, what do they call them? Ants, automatic negative thoughts. Yeah. It changes those to like, at least now she's in the process of like, hey, I had a negative thought. How do I change that into a positive thought? Okay, I changed around. And then those those negative, automatic negative thoughts don't happen as quickly or as, as um as often and she's able to correct them and then she has more automatic positive thoughts yeah and so i think there's it's just in development man and i think it's the five people you surround yourself most with yeah. the, the things that are going in your ears like i was thinking about this i drive man in the past few weeks i've been probably driving 15 to 20 hours a week at least and i'm always listening to a podcast that's someone positive a business mindset i'm like dude i'm probably learning brainwashing so yourself, much yeah i'm brainwashing myself with good positive things and i'm learning a ton i'm like man i could be spending this time like just listening to music or whatever but i'm like yeah there's time for music it's that certain mood but i rarely listen to music anymore yeah. it's almost always podcasts especially when i'm just driving the day. if i'm going out to like go to the gym like and i need to get myself in a certain mood i'll i'll listen to that or yeah. even i'll pump on like a like a david goggins something you know because that will get me going so like yeah i think that's how you start is just by putting yourself around people who are talking about how to do it because first of all you got to figure out how to do it it's yeah. not just it's not just as easy as going all right i'm going to start being positive now yeah but it is as easy as like listening to someone tell you how to be positive and just listening to it all the time and just learning it yeah i would say just just listen to the podcast listen to positive people Go about your day. Yeah. I guarantee like things will just start to like, you'll start to just think differently. I think, like you said, people are always like, what am I going to just freaking, 
oh, every, I wake up and like, everything's going to be great today. Like, I'm not going to do that. It's like, yeah. okay, don't do that. It's because right now you have too negative of a mindset to do that. To but I it. literally do wake up in the morning and go, hey, dude, everything's going to be awesome today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And you're not there yet because that's the extreme. Right. But you've got to work through the other layers of it first to get to that point. But believe me, you can get to that point. Or like kind of like we said earlier, why does that seem so weird to you? Yeah. You know? Like yeah. uh, I would ask myself that. But but then I think if you are in that spot, like just listen. It'll go through your ears. You'll hear something. Something will catch you. But seems pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Because uh, I mean – I don't know that I was always like this optimistic or this positive myself. You know, I remember I was like kind of pretty average and, yeah. and especially just like everyone around me was like, what do we talk about today? How shitty the week is, you know, like, can't oh, wait till Friday. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, and it, it was like, God, I was so hungover. I'm so tired. Yeah. You know, it was like shit like that. Um, and same with me, the podcast, you just kind of listen and uh, it does become like who you're surrounding yourself with because you're just like maybe on your drives to work, you don't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. You just listen. So it's like you're in the room with these people. Yeah. Almost. And or maybe the, the, maybe them. the first step to getting there is just opening your mind, just going, hey, I'm just going to be open-minded. Just say it out loud to yourself. Just tell yourself in your head. Don't even tell yourself you're positive. Just say, hey, I'm going to be open-minded because you've got to be open-minded to these yeah. ideas of how you can become more positive and more optimistic and how that will impact your life. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know, you just got to go into it with an open mind and go, hey, some of this is going to sound corny. Some of this is going to sound stupid. I'm not going to get offended by how corny this sounds or how dumb this sounds to me right now. Because now that I think back on it, a lot of things that I used to think were kind of corny and dumb. And I'm like, dude, no, that actually plays out yeah. like really well. I would say be neutral, right? So like yeah. neutral, don't, when you do it, like you said, don't think, oh, I'm so weird. Yeah. Don't think anything, just do it and like do it consistently and just see what happens. I just think like, like you said, even if I didn't believe this stuff worked, like, whoa, what is the point in not doing it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you, you could try something, and if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Or just decide that certain things you don't want to try. But realize just because you, in your head, think that it's not going to work doesn't mean it's not going to work. So Right. But it's interesting because, like, to go back to the amount of time you listen to things – like I've been spending 17, you know, 20, 25 hours listening to that stuff. And so it really rubs off on me. Yeah. And I was watching a TED talk on a guy who talked about how he basically has done this for every area of his life where he's like, I can't remember his name and I, I should know it, but he talks about how he like, oh, it's always starts with one step. It's like, you know, the, the point isn't that you didn't go to the gym and go for 45 minutes is that you didn't even take the first step to put your shoes on and, right get out the door or whatever. Or like if you don't read, it's not because you didn't read a book. It's because you didn't even open up the book to read one word. Cause then right. if you read one word, you read two words and then you read three and then you read a sentence and then a paragraph then a page and chapter, you know, and you just keep on that momentum. But he talked about how he did that with, uh, um, German. He was like, yeah, I walked to work tw- 15 minutes each way or 20 minutes each way, but I was listening to music. I was like, well, what's the music getting me? not that much. So he's like, I just decided to do German, but because I knew that I'm really bad at following up with things, I got rid of all the music on my iPod and just made it only German. So he's like, I only had one option. The only thing I could play was that he's like, I listened to ended up listening to 
over a certain period of time, 99 of the tapes recorded for the German language thing. And he was like, mm-hmm. then, and then I went to Germany for two weeks and I'm fluent in German. I can speak to people in like, it's like, but I'm way too old. He's like, you know, he's an older guy. He's like, you know, I'm way too old for what they tell you that you can learn German, but it just shows you that if you have this constant intake, and maybe these are two people, two different people that were talking about this. He's like, if you have this constant intake of something, you can pick it up. And it's yeah. just like the positivity. If you just have a constant flow of these successful, uh, brilliant, smart, uh, influential, and um, uh, positive positive uh-huh. people in your ear all the time, you're going to pick some of that up. It's just going to rub off you by osmosis, even if you're not necessarily like intently listening and taking notes. Yeah. It's just like passively going in your head, and you're like, it's filling you up with that positivity. Yeah. And I think uh, it was interesting to hear – that Trevor Moad guy talk about Russell Wilson. He was like, dude, you get around that guy. You're like, is this guy for real? Yeah. And he's like, he put me in timeout because what I, I was saying wasn't positive enough. Yep. I was like, you know, that's the type of stuff where I'm like, man, I, I feel like that's kind of the next level that I'm like, man, that seems kind of weird right now to do that. Yep. But in a way it's like, that's but that's what that's has that gotten him to the hyper successful state. Exactly. He like doesn't want any, amount of poison on him like he was talking about the positive music you're like yeah. if it's not uplifting and like you know it's like yeah. he doesn't hear it i'm yeah. like wow it's because the lyric you know like if you really listen to lyrics of music you think about that and it's like yeah if your brain is like passively comprehending all these negative lyrics of yeah. music into your head then yeah like i could see because like that's just my same theory of the positivity just passively going to my head like i'm not intently listening to it but it's going in my head and i'm decoding it and like mm-hmm. storing it somewhere like yeah. that probably same thing happens with the lyrics of music yeah i think they've said something about that like if you listen to like really sad depressing songs and you're depressed like oh it'll fire it's you. going to escalate well people have always known that mu- music will put you in moods yeah like if you want to get hyped up you put on hype up music if yeah. you want to go to sleep you put on sleep music you don't know, like Put on like friggin' ACDC, right? As you're trying to go to sleep because yeah. you know that it's like not going to be the type of sleep music. Because the music, the tone, the words, and all that stuff really does like alter your mood. Yeah. And I think like if if I just listen to a tape of like guys saying negative shit all day, like I'd be like, damn, that that's right. Like yeah. I, I'm negative. Yeah. I always thought that like uh, I don't know that like hip hop culture and and music did kind of change the way like people acted and even myself you know like all they talk about is what getting money and getting girls and things Mm -hmm. like that and i was like i always think like i wonder how popular that stuff would be you know like i remember like back in the day the coolest thing was like go pick go to the club pick up a chick you know like yeah yeah. i was like i wonder if that would even be that cool if it wasn't just always talked about in songs like yeah that. like somehow subliminally in your head you're like this is what i have to do because i hear it all the time yeah yeah i mean that's it's true man and and i think that is true so i'm always like all right how do you use it in the positive way so it's like man like you said now all that's in your ear is like ways to help people you know ways to be more positive what do you know mm-hmm. that's all you're really interested in now you exactly. know exactly exactly 
And so. it, it's huge though, man. I mean, if everyone could just kind of change what's going into their head and that's where like surrounding yourself with the physical people, like if you're just in a room with your family members and all they do is talk about how shitty their job is, how much they hate going to work and stuff like you're going to start hating your work too. And that's how work environments change. Yeah. You get three people in a break room talking about how much they hate working. You're like, huh? Then like, you know, actually it does suck here. Yeah. Or if everyone's like, if you're kind of like on the edge and everyone's like, dude, it is freaking awesome here, man. I am never going to leave. You're like, you know what? It is pretty good around yeah. here. I'm not going to leave either. It's like group mentality. And you believe what you hear. Everyone yeah. believes what they hear. So you got to make sure what you're hearing, you have to audit it. You have to filter it. It's just, it's no different than like eating, you know, like, hey, like, like I think of negative stuff as poison. You yeah. wouldn't go, oh, I could eat a little bit of poison on my food. That'd be fine. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just get a little bit of food poisoning in there. That'd yeah. be, uh, that'd be okay. Yeah. But that's kind of how like it is. Like a little bit is still a bad amount. Like when you're talking about like auditory input. That's why one of the biggest changes for me was not watching the news. Oh, dude, I I tell all my patients right now that watch the news. Like, I I used to have patients that would, like, come in and just literally just be pissed off yeah. the entire session because of what they saw in the news in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, what, like, and I ask them, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about what you saw in the news today? I'm like, well, there's nothing really. And I'm like, well, how do you feel right now because of it? Like, well, I'm pissed and I don't want to really do anything the rest of the day. And like, literally, this was the reason. They would tell me like, yeah, I saw this thing on the news. And like, you could just tell. It's like, oh my God, this ruffled this person's feathers hard. And especially with how politics are nowadays. But I'm like, you, if you can't do anything and you're not willing to do anything, then you're going to be helpless. And that's even worse. So like, at least if you're going to hear that stuff and get mad, you got to go do something positive yeah. to make a change. But if you're just going to sit here and wallow, then like, just turn that shit off. There's literally no point. And they're like, well, I don't want to just bury my head in the sand. I'm like, well, you may as well. Yeah. Cause what else? Oh yeah. It benefited the world that you were at your house pissed off about it. Like right. that doesn't benefit anybody. No, unless you're going to make a change, then just go about your day. You'll probably make a more positive impact in the world being not pissed off and being happy and optimistic and not knowing what's going on in politics yeah. than knowing exactly what President Trump did the other day and just sitting at home and, and burying your head in the sand. So, like, that's why I've completely gone out of politics. I'm like, I'm not interested in it. I honestly don't even really like voting, like, yeah. to be 100% transparent. Like, I will vote, but I don't, I don't like, regularly vote. I'll vote on the president. But um, I'm just not – it's just not – I'm don't have any knowledge on it i'm not interested in it it's just not something i do well like i remember growing up i i thought i was so afraid i thought i was gonna you know get kidnapped i thought someone's gonna break in i thought you know all these bad things are gonna happen yeah. because every morning i would see it on the news yeah. and it's like oh my god like I see this every day. It's gotta. Ha it's gonna happen to me, you know. That just happened recently when I bought my ring doorbell. There's like a thing, and it's nice because you can see what's going on in the community. But there's this page of like, hey, this is like this happened two miles away from you. It's like this guy tried to steal my my uh, car, and this guy tried to steal my ring doorbell, and yeah. this guy tr stole my Amazon package. I'm like, damn. Now every time I get an Amazon package, I'm like, someone's gonna steal it. And now I've gotten like ten straight ten days, and nothing's yeah. been stolen. I'm like. It's just because those three people out of how many thousands of people in my area had these problems. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Like yeah. it's, it made it seem a lot worse than it was. Well, I, I think about that too. Like uh, I never really cared. I mean, I, I knew like the homeless situation in Seattle was bad. 
it just didn't really like I didn't think about it ever. And when we watch that documentary, I always think about it. And I'm like, wow, this place is fucked up. <laughs> I know. You know. Me too. Completely changed my mindset around things. And that's where like the power of documentaries are. No matter whether they're true or not. Like I know a lot of people that who quit meat or stopped eating as much meat because of uh, whatever game changer. Game changer and the one before that. With the health. Yeah. With the health. And it was just like. Even if you came to them and were like, hey, like even if the people that produced the documentary came up and said, dude, like all the stuff we just lied about, fake. they would still like go with it because like, no, it actually was a good point. Yeah. You know, because like everything you hear, you kind of think there's a little bit of truth to it and you believe and yeah. then your mind's going to use that information to guide you into your next, whatever the next thing is that's, that's going on. So now the, I, the only argument <clears throat> I see is like, is it? Like with the burying the head, head in the sand, and like, because people always will I have to know what's going on in the world, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I still know, yeah, like if there's I mean, something things, important, yeah, osmosis, yeah, because here's the problem with news right now, everything is breaking and everything is the worst thing that ever happened, yeah. and like if you watch Fox News, like something that, like go to go back to Donald Trump. Something that he did was the most amazing thing ever. And then you go to CNN or whatever, CSNBC, and it's like, oh, what Donald Trump did was the worst thing ever. Yeah. It's like, it's all relative anyway. So why get yourself jazzed up about something that happened or something? And then the, the news reporters frame it in this way that's so negative and nasty that it's just like, yeah, of course it's nasty. So you got to find a neutral news place, right. you know? I was I was listening to another podcast. They're talking about like that's what the world is missing is like a Walter Cronkite, like the guy who used to just like tell you what was going on and didn't have like a spin on it. It wasn't like a, and this is what I think about it. It was just like, hey, this is what happened. There you go. We signed this bill into order. This is what happened. Yeah. Like it's not like we just don't have that neutral. I also go back. Anymore. I go back though, and I'm like, there's not a lot that is going to change my direct life, you know, yeah. that I don't know about. Like, I know what's going down, what I need to do. Yeah. What I like, you know, so I'm like, maybe it doesn't really matter that I know certain things. I don't know. But yeah, I go back and forth on it too. Where I'm like, man, it's, it's good to be informed and in the loop and kind of understand what's going on in politics and how government works and all that stuff. But at the same time, like I don't have any, uh, desire to impact it. And I know every vote counts, kind of, but I'm like, the way the system works right now, it's it's really dumb anyway. So I don't really want to support the system how it is. And right. like, no president has ever like impact. I mean, I'm a young guy still, so but no president has ever impacted like. I'm like, damn, I wish Donald Trump because my business would be better right now. I'm like, right. no, because I take all that on my own shoulders. Exactly. So, so I don't put the power in government. I put the power in myself anyway. So like, what's the point in me knowing what's going on down to the every detail and for trying to formulate an opinion on it? That's just such a, I don't have enough time in my day. Versus someone who does know everything, like, is your life way better now? Yeah. Like, like I need time for my family. I've got to have time for my business and I'm working a lot and I'd rather hang out with people like you and do this kind of thing and podcasts where I could have spent this hour on Google, like reading a bunch of headlines and trying to formulate an opinion <laughs> on it off. and getting pissed off. And that's what I used to do, man. I just get mad like, God, but why? Yeah. Over freaking nothing. Right. 
So now I don't do it because I'm like, it's just a waste of my time. I got much more productive, better things, and I can impact the world in a much better way if I'm doing my own thing and focusing on what I'm doing versus like worrying about what everyone else is doing. 100%. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Speaking of time, we've got places to be, people to train. So I think that was a good one. And uh, hopefully you're, you're thinking a little more positively after this. Yeah.